it's the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. We are back, rested, ready to go and talk some crap. We recap what we did on our little break. We talk about self-care and family vacations. All of this and some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. Can you, like, not kiss me on the mouth right now? Paula. It's hard to best me. It's really hard. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 474 Are we rested? We are rested and we are back. Let's get down to business <laughs> before the Huns arrive. Well, the thing I like about the way Donnie Osmond sings it, first of all, he has a good voice. I don't even care what it is. Wait, is that who sang that? Yes, it's Donnie Osmond. I had no idea. I always oh, thought, it was Sh- thought it was Shang. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, no. <laughs> Shen Yu is somebody wish, else. I wish she had brought home a man. Excuse me. Is Mulan live here? Right there. <laughs> Would you like to stay for dinner? He can stay You can stay forever. Yes, I love the grandma. The funniest part about that movie to us is the grandma's like, and here's a cricket just for like beads of jade <laughs> for glory. She's got like this smooth, beautiful joy. And I'm like, how did she go from like smokes 10 packs a day to, you know, freaking <laughs> Andre Bocelli? I know. <laughs> and here's a cricket just, <laughs> just for luck. <laughs> what? I remember the first time I saw that, I go, do I need a cricket? Maybe that's my problem. I've never had a cricket or beads of jade. If my cricket looked like that, it, oh God, that sounds funny. If my cricket looked like that, then hell yeah, I'd have one. <laughs> All right, so we're back. We've taken a week off, and we had some deep discussions about our show. We're continuing the show, but we definitely need to make sure we're taking care of our, our ourselves and our mental health, as we all hope you are as well. Nothing's mm-hmm. changing, but we definitely have decided that when we hit the hilt where we're hurting each other's feelings, we need to yes. break. So we'll keep that in mind as we go forward for however long we do this show forever, hopefully until we're old, gross ladies. Well, I think just like anything in life, You just need to, I I hope people do this. Like I know people who had worked at, um, when I worked for a TV station, they'd worked there like 30 years or something and they were always maxed out on vacation time. And and they're just like, oh, they're like, I've got enough vacation time to do this. And I'm like, you really shouldn't though. I'm like, you know, like take it, take not even just a day off, take a week off, you know? You shouldn't be coming to work so often that you have no time off. Like it's not good for you. Don't you have like, and that's the thing is, is like they work so much or or every day. Don't take any time off. They don't have hobbies. They don't spend time with their children or with their wives or their grandchildren now. Like they, they don't have places that they like to go. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I got to go to work on Monday. It's just they work all the time. But I mean, yeah. that was indicative of their generation, too, because a lot of them were baby boomers. That is true. You know, don't don't be proud of your vacation <laughs> bank. No kidding. Don't don't let that be a thing. There's a couple people in our family that I admire when it comes to the vacation time off thing. First, our sister who works for a county uh, division. And okay. she was I am not I am. I'm not proud of her. <laughs> I know. But she is literally the only person in her unit that voted for more paid time off than a raise. She was the only one. She's like, I want the time off. Every time she's like, she counts. She's like, okay, I've got eight hours of paid time off. Call it in sick. Like she loves having time off. It's her favorite thing ever. They're like 59 to one. She's like, who's the one? She's like, 
Yeah, I really want to go to San Francisco and get hammered on gin and tonics. I don't know about the rest of you assholes. <laughs> and stay at the Ritz-Carlton. And then be over John for the next three weeks. <laughs> I admire her sta- her drive for more time off work because she loves to be at home and play. And then my son, who has vacation, and he takes personal days like once a month. He literally schedules a three-day weekend for himself almost that once a month. That is so good. Yeah, he's like, no, man, I need the day off. I'm dying, you know, and he knows it. And you know what? That's good. And, and usually if people are like, oh, you got something going on, it, it's like you shouldn't have to, like, have plans. No. Like, when I had people ask me, like, when I supervise people, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, do you care if I take Friday off? I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I never asked. No, I didn't ask, business. like, oh, you got a doctor's appointment? You going out of town? Blah, blah, blah. It's none of my business. <laughs> it's your Take vacation time. I mean, if they were asking for sick time, they'd be like, I have a doctor's appointment or I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled or whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, and right. if you don't feel good on Monday, just, you know, call and let me know. Right. You know, if they wanted to take time off, I'd be like, cool, great, fine. You know, yeah, we're covered. Go. And because right. I, I always hated the feeling of like needing to justify why I was taking time off. If it was, if it's owed to you, yeah. if it's a benefit and you allow it, then just go. Agreed. Do if, if you want to go LARP, then do at, do it. If you want to sit on your couch and watch Netflix all night, you go right. You go for it. If if you want to, you know, sit there and eat and cry and you know <laughs> whatever it is you have to do, do that. Yeah, and then come back re- positively refreshed the next week with um, swollen eyes. I mean, <laughs> fine, but it's fine, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, Daryl sat in for you because when we decided last minute to take the to take a little break, I said, "Well, we need to do a quickie to let people know we're taking a break." So <laughs> you <laughs> can't we, say Daryl sat in. We just had to do a little quickie. I'm like, "Well, what did that sound like?" <laughs> oh, it was it was a fabulous episode. But anyway, what happened was we were talking about you know self care and you know blah blah blah. And now every time we're talking, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." You know, whenever he says, "Well, what about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." whatever it's fine it's fine and he goes we should have a podcast called it's just fine and i go i think you're right it's just fine well you know what's funny about that phrase is there used to be like a pharmaceutical medication Mm -hmm. where the lady's like it's fine it's just my eczema and so (laughs) do you remember that yes and so every time one of us here at the house we're like it's fine and then either it's olivia or ryan we'll be like it's just my eczema and so (laughs) we walk around and say that all the time it's just my eczema She's such a little person. She is. She's. Fu- is she going to be ten or eleven this year? Eleven. Oh my fucking god! I know. I'm gonna have to buy her. I'm gonna get her the "Are You There, God? It's Me" Margaret book. She has that. We started <gasps> reading it. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! You're such a good mother. She loves it. I know. That's well, great. okay. Next time you give her a hug, yeah, be prepared. <gasps> no. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, now, is she the kind of child, is she the kind of girl who is excited and wants it to be recognized that she's developing? Or is she more like wearing three layers with a turtleneck because she's embarrassed? Are you kidding me? She tucked in her shirt and walked past her father like, hi, dad. You know, and he's That's just inappropriate. like, I know. He's like, hi, Olivia. And she's like, notice anything different? No. And he's just like, yes, I do, Olivia. But it's, he only says that because it's like the 10th time she's done it. I'd be like, know? Olivia, put on your Girl Scout vest for the love of God. God. <laughs> well, and then one time she wore her older sister left an old bra here. Oh, yeah. And it was, you know, larger than her and it was padded. So she'll put that on every once in a while and then like stuff toilet paper in there and she'll like walk around. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, what are you doing, Dolly Parton? You know? <laughs> but um, Victor, hilarious. it was a couple months ago, Victor came to me and he was like, white as a sheet. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he's just like, 
I have to be careful when I wrestle with Olivia. I'm like, why? Mm. He's like, I was just wrestling with her. And he's like, and well, I just, she's different now. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yes. I said, things are changing with her. He's like, he's like, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> so like, it well, is, yeah, but it, it freaked him out. <laughs> so, you know what? It's the fr- breast development in young girls is the first sign that she's no longer your baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is going to be a, a young woman one day soon. Dad's all like, wait, slow down. What's happening? Oh, my God. And the thing is, she's still so tiny. I know she's petite. But she was like me. Like, by the time I was in sixth grade, I was a B cup. Yeah, yeah. All well. the girls, they like, I didn't get it, but they came up to me one day. They're like, can I have a tissue? And I'm like, what? What? No. I'm like, I'm sure there's some in the bathroom. But I was just like, I didn't get it. You had no clue. And so fi- I didn't. I had no clue. And so finally, one of my friends is like, they think you stuff your bra. I'm like, I oh, don't God. stuff my bra. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> so dumb. They couldn't understand because I literally weighed like 55 pounds. Right. And, you know, but I had, you know, what they perceived as like these giant boobs. God, you were a fucking Barbie. I told Olivia, I'm like, I, I'm like, I think you're going to be just like me. I probably. Yeah, I said, sure. but the problem was, is, you know, sixth grade until, you know, sophomore year in high school, maybe <laughs> junior year, never changed. Yeah, so that's true. Then it's like, no, I'm still a B cup, 18 years yeah. old. This is me. Yeah. Same as age 12. <laughs> oh, okay so really quick uh, so how was father's day did you guys have a good a nice sunday we didn't actually do anything because mm. the previous weekend we had done something so much fun we right. did end up making like um breakfast for dinner and oh, um, that's fun. we're way into i'll talk about it because we started at our little lake oh, cabin okay. trip but we're way into playing categories right now oh my <laughs> so, god that's vintage. have you guys ever played that game oh well not recently <laughs> but yes it is fun. <laughs> well, our Father's Day was really fun. So one of the benefits that you will come to realize, at least in our probably in our family, is that when they're adults, they like to hang out with you. Just we just had a we just had dinner. So everybody came over. Uh, the three kids came over, and we had many many margaritas. Oh my! Lots of Mexican food, and we sat around the table talking about everyone's plans and future. And it was one of the best. Father's Day I think we've ever had. How fun. It was amazing. All three kids were hilarious. Tyler's really happy right now and it's really it's lovely to see. Does he still have the same little girlfriend? He's in a really good relationship. Aww. And he's really really happy and it's really nice to see. It's Aww. Um, he's never been this happy before. So of course, you know, we think, "Oh, is this it? This is the one." I but know. We don't know. Gosh, you I'm never almost know. getting like misty-eyed cuz I'm just like, I, know. Ah, "I can't stand it." I can't stand it either. But I mean, my God, he's almost 30, right? I Well, yeah, he's in his late 20s. Oh, my God. Could grandchildren be on the horizon? Well, there is a grandchild on the horizon. Well, yeah, I, I know. But I mean, a local one. <laughs> yeah, a local one. <laughs> yeah, well. Like one you could hold every day. Oh my god! You know, one time, one time Tyler told me he's like, "Well, you're just gonna watch my my children while me and my wife work." This was like five years ago, and I said, "Um, well, I don't know about that, Tyler." And he goes, "You're not gonna want to watch your own grandchildren." And I'm like, "Every day, like daycare?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "No. What what would make you? What would possess you to think I would want to do that? I won't. I mean, I love the idea of taking care of them for." 
days at a time, but not every day. Like, here you go. Here's the babas. See you at five. Like that. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That sounds stressful. But anyway, it was a great Father's Day. Daryl broke out the photo albums because we are old school. (laughs) And we have a lot of of photo albums of the kids. And everybody was like, okay, this happened like 10 times in a row, Paula. They're pulling out photos of like when I was trying on my wedding dress and stuff. Yeah. And Mackenzie and Tyler were like, look how pretty you used to be. (laughs) They said that like 10 times. And I said, okay, I realize your mom's some kind of old crone now. And at one point you thought I was beautiful. And they're like, no, no, you're beautiful now. We're just saying that you're beautiful. I realize my face looks like a Sharpay, but. Like, apparently I used to be something to behold, but now. I'm just old and decrepit. They're like, that's not what we mean. Well, I mean, I used to, it reminds me of when I used, I don't know why she let me do this. I used to play with the back of grandma's um, bicep skin. Oh, I know. <laughs> she would just I stand know. there with her arm and I would be like, la, 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 like flapping it around and rolling it. And I don't, I don't know why I did, there was so much. That's, be, that, that's a woman who knows what it's like to have 10 children. <laughs> She just let you do whatever you want because it kept you quiet. Mom didn't stop me. I don't know why. No. Or maybe she tried to. She'd be like, Paula. And Grandma's like, like, fine. Just, Holding her, her brown more cigarette. She's probably like, just leave her alone. She's being quiet. We don't have to deal with when she's Let her play with my arm skin. I don't give a fuck. It's long. Yeah, it's like, it's there. What do you want? Feels and good. by the way, at some point, at some point, Someone goes, don't worry, she'll get it too one day. Oh, trust me, I feel it when I erase something. I'm swear, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't slapped someone in the face. I was going to say, you're going to knock one of your children out if they walk by at the right time. Yeah, I can't help anyone with their homework. I'd be like, here, get on the other side, my left yeah, side. I don't no want to slap you. You don't want me to erase you with my left hand, or my right hand. Anyway, so yeah, Father's Day was really fun. Uh, we, we, of course, we're, we, you know, we're making fun of Daryl for, you know, being a grandpa so- someday soon, this later this year. I know. Is he excited? You know, he is. It's really surreal for him because it's hard to believe, you know, that his daughter is pregnant and, and having well, a baby. Well, she's what, 26? She's 25. When will she be 26? July. So, but the baby, so she'll be 26 when the baby's born. Yes, she'll be 26. The baby's. That's not that young. Um, no, but I mean, I mean he was just... way younger when she was born. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was younger. You're right. That's true. God, time flies. I'm just saying that. Well, it kind of reminds me of Father of the Bride where she's he's the yes. dad's just like, he's like, she was our age when we got married. She's like, no, she's our age when we had her. He's like, no, <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. Yes. But for, luckily, nobody, none of my children have been able to one up me. No one has had a child at the age of 20. So we're good. So yeah, far, really, so good. they're all they're all past it. Except for one. I've got one more year to go with. Well, obviously, time. she's going to. Oh, well, that's true. She could be. <laughs> she could. We got to wait. It's true. So he is he's happy. Obviously, he's happy for her. But it is all actually what's really interesting is daryl's dad who does not have any great great grandchildren this will be his first great grandbaby and when we told him he started crying we started i started crying because i just he was like so over the moon and i don't know why it hit him the way it did but it really did and he is just tickled 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 and you know what i really maybe he never thought he'd see the day you know that's what i thought but i didn't want to say that right but i mean you know who whoever you know when you think of great grandparents you think of hundred year olds 
Well, right. You don't think about 70 year olds. Well, we never had great grandparents. I mean, hell, when we were when we were young, our grandparents were old. I know. We never knew our great grandparents. I mean, we barely knew our grandparents. Well, actually, no, we did. Grandma died when I was 19. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's still kind of young, I think. And she died young in, in today's world. Well, she was 80 something, wasn't she? 82. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. not that old anymore. So anyway, yeah, we talked about that. It was funny as Malia was like divorced from the situation because most of most of the adventures we have pictures of, she did not exist. Oh, she's just like, I'm glad you guys had so much fucking fun when I wasn't around. <laughs> she's like, oh, wow. Two trips to Disneyland before I was even a sparkle in your eye. That's great. I oh, please. Great. She's been to Disneyland like 100 million times. We've more than compensated her. But we found camping photos and Daryl took a, a picture of me in a bikini top <gasps> fishing in a boat when we took the kids camping when I was 27. You guys went to a, you were on a boat? Yeah, it was like a little fishing dinghy type aluminum boat. <laughs> a pontoon and, um, boat. I thought we'd get a pontoon boat. A pontoon boat. <laughs> so. Well, if you really want to rip her up, we've got a speedboat over here. I think I want to go on the speedboat. Oh, okay. God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> so anyway, he pulled it he's like oh look at you in this and I'm like I thought I was fat when I took that picture oh god and I wasn't I know god I'm like I and they all turned on Malia and said you did this to our mother because she was beautiful before she had you and I'm like you guys are assholes stop it I I feel so attacked stop it See, usually if one of the kids even like remotely starts to enter that territory, Victor looks at them and gives them a look like, shut up. Are you fucking kidding me? You know why? Because he knows that I'm not going to get mad at them. I'm going to get mad at him. Yes. Yes. Instantly, I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, why are you letting them talk to me that way? You know, or something (laughs) like, you did this to me. (laughs) You know what? It's so funny because they weren't trying to be offensive. Being honest. (laughs) They were being honest about how pretty they thought their mom was back in the day. And I'm like, I appreciate what you're saying and I understand it, but I'm right here. (laughs) It's like, come on. So it was a lovely Father's Day for us as well. We got to see Natalie and, um, you know, she she visiting or just on. No, we no, we FaceTimed with her and she's um, doing quite well, not having one sick day in her life. And I hate her for it. All right. When we decided we needed to take care of ourselves and our families, we all kind of went our separate ways. I will tell you what I did while everybody else went into the wilderness for some reason. Um, You guys, well, initially when you and I were talking, you were trying to get to Tahoe. I wanted to go somewhere where the kids could swim. And, um, you know, Tahoe is just so freaking freezing in there. Right. So I was looking around and there's so many lakes in Northern California. I really didn't realize. And so I just did a search of all the lakes in Northern California. And I searched for lakes that had like little cabins, like a lot of hotels by lakes. They have cabins. And so they're not necessarily like hotels. And so we found this lake called Lake Huntington. I don't really know where it was necessarily. It's like at, you were by Yosemite almost. Yeah, we were kind of. Mm-hmm. We stayed at this little place. It was called the Lakeshore Resort. And I think it was called Lakeshore, California. Yes. It was this tiny little cabin. It was a little two bedroom. It is so old and dirty. <laughs> but it was <laughs> dirty. Kind of. Yeah. But oh, the yeah. kids absolutely loved it. They're like, this is so bad. They were so excited when we told them like they were like they packed their clothes like so fast and they had their bags ready. Like, I think they were just excited to get out. Holiday (laughs) road. 
that's a, that's all that's playing in my brain right now. And the kids, you know, they like to play this game where um, this was their idea, where you think of a song and whatever the last letter in the song is, the next person has to think of a song that starts with that letter. Oh, our, so, local, our local rock station does that. Oh, do they? Yes. Okay. They so do. We did that for a while, but then we changed it up because everything was ending in N or T or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I'm sick of the N and T's, you know. No more. Then the next day we went to the beach and. Was it crowded? Were there a lot of people there? Well, no, because it was Monday. So oh, how nice. The kids built like a little fort. Olivia got this little blow up thing that she was in. I guess the water was really cold, though. So. Well, of course, it's probably wa- it's probably Yosemite snow. Pablo, he was insane. He <gasps> he couldn't stop running around and smelling things like Aww. his nose was off the hook. That's awesome. Basically, by the end of the day, like his he was he had this open mouth <laughs> breathing where he kind of looked like a pit bull. You know, because his jaw was like almost unhitched and he was like, (laughs) you know, so happy. We had to give him half a Benadryl. He couldn't calm down. (gasps) Oh, no. He was worked up to a point. He was everywhere. And then like even when we got back to the cabin out and we were outside uh, making s'mores, he was still running around smelling things. And we're like, Pablo, stop. You know, and he wouldn't listen. This is the greatest day of my life. (laughs) He just he wouldn't listen. And he was still just running around and we're like calling him and then he would slow down. But I'm like, that is not stopping, you know. So we had a fire pit that night. The kids are like, yay, s'mores, you know, and Olivia's, of course, like, you know, had five by now. Of course. So the next day we were leaving and um, on the way out, there's another lake called, I think it's Shaver Lake. Mm. And so we stopped there and we let the kids play for a bit. And then, you know, there were more people there, Mm -hmm. but sometimes lake people are just weird. I don't know. No kidding. It's just like... Victor said he was uh, taking Ryan to the bathroom and he took Pablo with him on the leash. And he said they walked past this couple and the, like the guy started barking at Pablo. What? And I'm just like, and Victor just kind of looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, I'm like, did you say something to him? He's like, no. He's like, what was I going to say? He was just barking. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, you know I what? It is, it is kind of true. Uh, Daryl and I took a, we took a quick one day trip up to Tahoe just for for the day just to go for a drive uh-huh. it, we were in tahoe city and there's a little shoreline there and we were walking along and the variety of folk that go to the beach in tahoe it's a very diverse group <laughs> of, of people a lot of beer bellies well you know i kind of remember that from going to Folsom lake a lot yeah like, yeah well so we were sitting there we had like our little space set up and we were like mm-hmm. you know a good 50 feet from at least no maybe at least 100 feet in between like the next people because it wasn't crowded it was just right. you know and this kid from one of the like backer back up like you could park your cars up above a little bit in the shade yeah he was there and he came walking through and he was like basically walking on our towels like to come through to get to the lake and uh, like you not realize we're trying to get a mental break (laughs) well and so olivia kind of looked at him like what are you doing you know and then he would jump in the lake like right in front of us and i'm i'm like there's a huge clearance on both sides like why why are you like (sighs) trapsing through our stuff well Olivia's just like, what is he doing? And so I finally realized, I'm like, Olivia, I think he might be special. And she's like, oh. Oh. 
But even so, I'm just like, why is that necessary? <laughs> like, <laughs> like his parents were right there and he did it like six times. And I'm just like, they never said anything. I would have said something. I wasn't going to say anything to him, but I'm just like, I know his parents were watching. I like, don't know. I I mean, what are you going to say? Why no, are people, not you, but why? I don't understand that. Like, I, I'm just I saying if I had that. a child that, you know, with special needs or something like that, and I saw them trapsing through someone's camp, I'd be like, son, don't. Like, I would, or, or I don't know, get off your ass and, and escort your child to the path that you would ask them to take. I, or I would, when they got back, I'd be like, see where it's sand over there or see where it's sand over here. That's where you can go. Not through people's stuff. Right. And if they're not able to do that for whatever reason, and then you do it. I know. Lazy. Initially, we didn't realize because well, I think he you, was probably like 17 or something. Sure. So sure, it sure. just seemed like he was older. But we're just like, why is he literally like walking within like a foot of her camp? <laughs> so, Paula, that would have driven me insane. Well, I just like I was like, whatever. It's, you know, it's cool. But I, you're I trying just, to act like it's nothing. But, you know, in your mind, you're like, I'm kind of seething right now. But well, I really, just I just didn't get it. I'm like, what? I don't get it. But, you know, whatever. Man, I'm you, not going to really make a big deal about it. Because I mean, what am I going to do? Be the asshole. Be like, I'm excuse me, can you take your special needs child away from our, you know, our camp area? At we're the really, we're really inconvenient. Exactly. <laughs> Which we weren't, but it just, I thought it was strange. So we were like, okay, Karen. It kind of reminded me of the time, like you said, that girl at the cheer thing tried to kiss you on the lips. That was just like, <laughs> like, you know, what are you going to say? Be like, yes. can you please tell your special needs daughter not to kiss me on the lips? You know, can you, can you like not kiss me on the mouth right now? But I mean, it's like- I keep coming back to like parental responsibility. Like if yes. I had a child yes. that was prone to kissing people on the lips, I would not let them just walk around at a social function. I you know, know. I'd be like, safe. okay, either, you know, make a concerted effort to get that habit out of, you know, like that yes. is not okay to do, or just you stay with me. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is what, when that, when those things happen, it's, first of all, I don't know about you, but my heart is so open to children of any any kind i mean oh, sure I just, yeah so when so when well someone, that's why i was i yes. it wasn't a big deal no, but, but i just do was thinking, wonder well obviously though but if their parents were watching and yes. i was just like okay if it was any other if it was happening to you you'd yeah. probably be like where the fuck are their parents you know like well, immediately I mean, or maybe they, start, they wouldn't i don't know i don't know once how they, they start seeing you crane your neck looking for supervision they should have been like <clears throat> notified that you know maybe we just need to you know go down there and or like their walk their son's walking past us and literally like his footsteps are kicking sand onto our blankets yeah you know? I mean, maybe it's you just could like, just take a note and, or watching you know, us put our dogs in the crate every time he comes walking by. yeah maybe we could just take a note and, and have him go down another path would be fine but uh anyway well it sounds like you guys had a good time Oh my God. The kids had so much fun. They said like, they're like, when can we go back? You know, we want to do this again. And of course, you know, they're just like, wouldn't it it be awesome if we could just buy like our own little cabin on some Uh, lake? And you know, everybody has that conversation. Like even when you go to Hawaii, you're like, if we could just buy a little place. Everybody. Everybody has that conversation. Everybody has that conversation. When I went on my honeymoon with Lauren, when we were married and we came back, we're like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just buy just like a little (laughs) nothing place in the middle of the island yeah and then just you know go there and visit and, just, and rent and it out when we're there. not there yeah yes i know are you kidding daryl has had that fantasy for for years that we're gonna go we're gonna spend money on a beautiful condo and just have it 
And then whenever we feel like it, we can just go and be. And I said, yeah, that's that's wonderful. And then the reality sinks in. You're like, we just don't have a million dollars. <laughs> so, Well, speaking of camping, so Daryl decided to take some vacation. He his brother couldn't ultimately couldn't go, but he went with some other guys that he's been camping with many, many times. Yeah, Was it just the three of them? Really? It ended up being just the three. One of them backed, somebody backed out and then Brad couldn't make it after all. So well, it was just, the three oh no, they had plenty of fun. Oh, did um, they? <laughs> oh yeah. So they left. He, he woke me up at 4am. He was so excited. He woke me up at 4am. He's like, okay, bye. And I'm like, see you later. And so he took off. And they went up to uh, basically near um, the Cutthroat Saloon, which is up near Markleyville in the Tahoe region. Okay. And they went up there and they fished for 12 hours a day. They got skunked, but they finally caught two. He caught a brown trout, which he'd never done before. I think fishermen probably have like a little bucket list of fish that they want to catch. Probably. And I know Daryl does. So he's like, I finally caught a brown trout. And I was like, did you eat it? He goes, no. And I'm like, why? He goes... The Chris, who he went with, he goes, he's t- he took the fish and he's going to smoke it and then I'll get it. I'm like, OK, well, oh, all of that, OK, that sounds awful to me. But if you guys like the smoked thing, by all means, eat your smoked fish. But they did ultimately catch a big 22 inch uh, trout, which was. Wow. Really so anyway, uh, they had a great time, drank a lot of whiskey, had a lot of deep man chats. Nice. And he said there was one night where there was no moon. It was like a it was like a new moon. So it was like the tiny sliver of a moon. He said. We saw so many stars. It was like being in a planetarium. He's like, you know I can what? see the Milky Way, the cloud in the Milky Way. We saw satellites. We saw you know the, the space station, everything. And I was so damn jealous. I'm like, okay, that right there is the only reason that I would go out into the wilds of the of the forest. So I will tell you that much. The one night we were out at the fire pit, one of the kids was just like, whoa, look at the stars. So I leaned my head back and I looked up. JB, I got scared for a minute because I was just like... <gasps> Because it, I was like, what is that? You know, because it scared oh. me for a minute. Because you haven't seen. Well, because they looked so close and there were so many. I was just yes. like, ah! Like, it frightened me. And then I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, those are stars. And That's what it looks like. It looked, it was the, the sky was just littered with them. And and they were, like, different shapes and sizes. And yep. it, there were so the many. I have to tell you, when I've seen that before, and I've seen it once before, where I've seen the Milky Way. When Actually, when we went camping last year, the night before the new moon, uh, which was huge, we I mean, full moon, we were able to see the Milky Way. Uh-huh. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I may not be a Christian churchy person, but right. I definitely am spiritually moved when I see shit like that. It is it can change you if you see well, it's it. It's hard crazy. not to believe that there's not some sort of greater power that or greater purpose. I mean, yeah. it's just it's so awe inspiring. And I feel so small when I mm-hmm. see stuff like that. It's like, you know, who you know, I feel so, so you almost feel like, God, my, my life is so tiny compared to what I am seeing. And these stars have been around for millions of years. And it's just a really cool experience if you have the privilege to see we have so much light pollution you don't even realize well and that was the thing is is when i saw it i'm just like god i'm like and this is out every night we just miss yeah. it because you just we can't don't see, see it. it right i know well, actually it was kind of funny when we first got there and we were unloading stuff i heard like this weird noise i'm like what oh, is that <laughs> and and victor's like it's an it's an animal and i'm like oh oh my god <laughs> He's like, we're we're in the wild, Paul. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, you- <laughs> I didn't recognize it because I was just like, what? I was like, what is that sound? You so, know, I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. 
<laughs> Speaking of animals, it was their first night and they were all sitting around um, the lantern because they had a fire restriction, so they couldn't have a campfire. Oh, that's bogus. Well, there's there's a lot of fires going on right now here and there, so they didn't they weren't allowing it, especially in Tahoe, they don't. And so they were sitting there and Chris has this weird obsession with bears. He thinks that they're gonna run into a bear all the time. And so they're sitting there and he stops and he turns around real fast in his chair and Daryl's like, What is it? And he goes, There's a bear. And he goes, what? He goes, and, and it's behind Daryl. And he's like, what? So they turn around and f- sure enough, they're like, sure enough, we saw a four-legged creature, a big brown four-legged creature run by us. And we started freaking out. And so Chris grabs his flashlight. We, we, we all grab our, you know, whatever. And we turn why on does, it. Why doesn't someone grab a fucking gun? I mean, what are you going to oh, do with a flashlight? A <laughs> no, he has a gun. But like, we so all they, grabbed our flashlights. I'm like, I'd be grabbing some kind of <laughs> shotgun. I don't no, know. They had, they did. They had a gun. But anyway, so they put, they put the flashlight on the creature and it was a big brown poodle <laughs> from the from <laughs> neighboring campsite. <laughs> It was not a bear. <laughs> Someone should have taken a picture of it. The big brown bear we saw in the woods. <laughs> and it was just roaming around wondering who they were. And I'm like, God. <laughs> when he told me, I'm like, a, a poodle? I'm like, okay. Well, that's no bear. Well, you know what? Those full-size poodles are pretty big. <laughs> well, they are large. That is true. So while Daryl was off doing that, I had the whole house to myself, which mm-hmm. I haven't in six months. I have not had the house to myself. When you have even anyone at home, I mean, you don't really have control over your television or what you want to eat for dinner or when you're going to bed or when you want to shower. Like there's no control really because you're accommodating constantly with your family. Mm -hmm. So everybody left and I was all by myself. I totally girled out. I watched all the shows that I've been dying to watch by myself. I drank champagne. I worked out every day. I hung out. With the dogs by myself, I the house was clean. Malia's like, I've never seen you like this. <laughs> and I said, this is what solitude does for me. I am recharging. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the desire to go to the beach or to go to get away, I was like, you know what? This is okay because I don't need to do that. I'm recharged. This is how I like to recharge mm-hmm. is I really get to just to focus on the things that I feel like I cannot really do. And it was really great. I, you know, I did my nails. In fact, she came home and she's like, I've never seen like this. I go, Malia, I go, I took a shower. I gave myself a mud mask. I did my nails. I shaved every part of my body. I'm like, I feel like such a girl right now. I changed my sheets into pink sheets and I've lotioned everything. It's like, I have not felt this feminine in months. It's like having your own apartment. You know what? Yeah. That would be my ideal situation is to like have the house with the family, but still have like my own apartment. Yes, that to I get can, away. Like, go to and just be girly. Like I had salad for dinner. <laughs> it was like amazing. See, I'm the opposite. Like I'll sit on the couch and watch bad TV all day, eat cereal for dinner, and then like <laughs> I'll sleep on the couch. I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I end up doing. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, well, well. Daryl is playing alone and catching two fish in four days, and I'm at home. <laughs> I'm at home watching Catherine the Great shows and drinking champagne. With all that being said, the three of us, I think, respectively, not only did we need that terribly, I think it worked for all of us. Like, we all feel really much better, which is great. Very rejuvenated. So happy about that. And, you know, it helps that I've completely, not completely, but I have really, really detached from just about, like, everything, like, television. Oh, yeah. Social media. Just about everything, because I just, I can't take any more information. 
there, it is very overwhelming. The Victor and I talked about that the other day. I'm like, what would happen if you just stopped watching the news, like for I, the rest of your life? Yeah. I'm like, do you think you could survive life not watching the news ever again? Yep. Absolutely. You could. Well, first of all, and you and I, and you, you've been on this train for a while. I haven't watched cable news in five years and I have to tell you, I'm a better person for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, you know, as far as the news goes, I, there was somebody I was listening to a pod, shockingly, I was listening to a podcast and they said a friend of ours checked out of the news, lit- literally stopped watching any kind of news, whether it was on social media or television and for 30 straight days, just to see if he felt differently. And he did. Mm -hmm. He's like, life isn't as bad as you think. I think if I could only see the weather and basically that's it, I I think I'd be fine. And that's basically all I've been doing. I have perfectly timed my timing when the news is on KCRA, which is the local news show that I watch. I have it perfectly timed down to the minute when Dirk Verdork, their weatherman's coming on. (laughs) And I I can hit it. And it's like, coming up next, Dirk for Door. And I'm like, oh, it's Dirk for Dork. Because that's what Stephanie, our sister, calls him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she calls him. She goes, oh, we call him Dirk for Dork. And I'm like, that's hilarious. And so I like him because he always has ski goggle tan lines because he's really athletic. <laughs> so I watch him. But down to the minute, I can get when the weather's coming up and I can watch it and then I turn it off. Yeah, they have a mark. So yes, it's perfect. I love it. And so that's all I've been doing. So in the vein of completely superficial and not trivial whatsoever i have three celeb newses that i wanted to share with you i know you probably know them because you're pretty big on celeb news but i'm going to tell them to you anyway first while you were in your lake house it was announced that Kristen stewart is going to play princess diana in a film i'm <laughs> okay <laughs> paula i can't i can't with this woman why why are they so obsessed with Kristen stewart she's terrible she's a terrible actress i hate I her mean, is this going to be like a made for tv like hallmark no. movie it's going to be a sweeping film. Millions of dollars will be invested in trying to make her mumble her way through Princess Diana. I am irritated. Twofold. One, can we let the woman rest in peace, please? She has living children who are probably sick to death of the reprisal of their mother's role every five fucking years. Okay, isn't isn't Kristen Stewart like five foot two? Yes, and she's American. Why can't we get a U? There's a million beautiful UK actresses. If you insist on once again talking about Princess Diana and her life, could you please use someone from England? The only thing I can think of is, is that, you know, Princess Diana, she was taller and Very she tall. did have more. Um, she didn't have the, the softest feminine features. And so <sighs> maybe that's what they were thinking, because Kristen Stewart, you know, she's not the epitome of a woman by any means. No, but they and love so, her. They think she's beautiful. I don't know who, but someone does. Well, she's got a she's got a jaw, you know, like she, she does. She looks like jaw. she could take she looks like she could take a punch. So she's like the opposite of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? She has no she has a nice. No, jaw they line. look at me and not. they look like, they're like, well, her neck could take a punch, I'm sure. So <laughs> where does the chin and the neck end? I don't know. It doesn't. I'm a worm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so th- that's happening. Uh, The next thing, which you probably know about, nobody's talked about Heather Locklear in like a year because she had quite a, she kind of fell, fell fell from grace a little bit. Isn't she like still off doing coke somewhere? She was a hardcore, I think she, well, I think she has some mental health issues, but she also had some significant drug issues, I think, or alcohol, something. She's 58 and she's engaged to her high school sweetheart. Really? Yes. Chris Heiser was her high school sweetheart. They've been engaged since April. They were celebrating her one year of sobriety. 
They reconnected a few years ago and were on and off as she was dealing with her substance abuse issues. She went to rehab and now they are on their way to marriage. Her family, parents, siblings, and daughter from her first marriage with um, the Bon Jovi guy, Richie Sambora. They are all excited and supporting her. And I think that's great. I think it's great. After one year of sobriety and, you know, she goes through this whole world and ends up marrying her high school sweetheart. I think it's like crazy. I hope it works out. I do, too. I I legit I have always liked Heather Locklear. I don't know why she's had such a tortured life. Well, we don't know. We really don't know. But to me, it's it's weird. I mean, I mean, I hope it worked out and I hope it works out and it's all great. But it's like, can you imagine living 40 years and then ultimately ending up marrying your high school sweetheart after your whole, like you've lived a whole life, like three lives. And then you ultimately grow old with the guy that you gave your virginity to. It's so crazy. And then the other thing, and you may know this because you're such a big fan. Did you know that Sebastian Manikowsko had a sitcom that never went anywhere? You know what? I have been seeing him release little episodes recently mm-hmm. of what looked like a sitcom. I haven't been watching them, but I'm like, is he having a show come out? Which... I know this sounds terrible, but I hate it because I'm like, why do people sell out? It just pisses okay, no, me he off. Didn't sell out. This is what happened. This was filmed and released as a pilot to the powers that be to try to sell it in 2016. It was called Sebastian Says. And Vanessa Lachey was cast as his wife. And Tony Danza was cast as his father. It's based on his standup, just like Tim Allen and Ray Romano. And Vanessa any other Lachey, com- really? Yeah, any other comedian who has an amazing stand-up about family, they're like, this would make a great sitcom. And so they pitch it, and they're like, yeah, we love it. So I watched all three little blips, mm-hmm. and it's totally good. It's it's great. There There is worse shit on there now, <laughs> for sure. Right. But this was, this was four or five years ago when he was barely scratching the surface. And he's really into the acting thing. I mean, he was, he's been in some pretty incredible films. No, that's true. I mean, that might be what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that it, I don't think he's selling out. I think this is, was always the goal. It's everybody's goal. Every comedian that I know of has pitched a sitcom at some point in their life. Because uh, that used to be the thing Lo- a long time ago. That was the thing. So anyway. Oh, quickly. So Kelly Clarkson's getting divorced. Oh, we talked about that last week. Oh, another, you guys did. Yeah. Another COVID fatality. They said that's exactly what it was, too. They said that quarantining together just magnified their issues. It made it worse. How sad. It is sad because I love Kelly Clarkson, of course. But what was what's compelling about that specific situation is that his father was married to Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And that's how Kelly met him because mm-hmm. her I believe his dad was her manager or something like that. Yeah. And that they introduced them. So Kelly Clarkson's mother-in-law was Reba McIntyre. Right. Well, not that long, I guess, because soon after Reba's husband started fucking around. And so Reba said bye and divorced him. Oh, is that why she divorced him? Yes. And so everybody's been talking for years that Kelly Clarkson's husband is a dog and has never been faithful to her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they've been dealing with the fallout of that is my guess for years. And so ultimately, I think when they tried to work it out and she's just like, you know, you're a fucking asshole. I hate you. Bye. And that's the end of it because she initiated initiated the divorce. Yeah. And so everything I read, it was like, hey, at least Kelly Clarkson gets Reba in the divorce. Seriously. 
anyway, it is devastating. They have two little kids. Sucks. She, that is she, hard. You know how she tried? She went to fucking Montana <laughs> to work it out. Like, yeah, that's how hard she wanted this to work. It's just divorce is so sad. And it's especially terrible. when your kids are so little. I mean, and not to mention, yeah. I mean, let's not act like the pandemic's not a thing. It's huge. Yeah, it it's is. It's a big deal. And it's like, it makes everything worse. Well, and then freaking, okay, so riddle me this. Deal Hughley was doing a <gasps> show, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I don't know how he was doing a show, but then he collapsed and come to find mm-hmm. out he had COVID-19. I'm just like, yeah. well, what did you think was going to happen? They said before, before, because I guess they tested him just because he's like, no, I don't have it. I'm just exhausted. I was dehydrated, blah, blah, blah. And that's what he, he, they just thought he had been working too hard because a lot of the clubs in the South are open and a lot of, a lot of brave comedians are going down there doing shows. And so uh, he did and collapsed. And when they tested him, they're like, oh, you have COVID. And they're like, well, I thought, you know, they're like, you're not asymptomatic, dude. (laughs) Like you have it. You're sick. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, think of all the people he exposed. Just think of all the, I just, that's the it's, kind of shit. It's selfish. And I understand the frustration of not wanting, I mean, it. these comedians specifically, it's in their blood. They, they're like vagabonds. They need to get out there. They, that's how they survive and purge themselves of all their well, dysfunction. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, we've talked before about mm-hmm. a lot of uh, entertainers, especially comedians, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not right in the head sometimes. And so no. this is like their therapy. And it so... is their therapy and it's how they, beca- that's how they're, they're able to, you know, how their loved ones are able to tolerate them. <laughs> well, and this is their, this is their out. purge and this is their, you know, their interaction and this is what they need yeah. to survive essentially. I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I think they're today's philosophers personally. I, I think they're important to our world and our society. And so to not have them out there, it's frustrating for fans and it's frustrating for them because they have, you know, they have so much to say. They have so much to say. And their perspective is probably amazing that we wouldn't even think about it. And that's what I miss. Well, a lot of the things they say, you know, even though it's common sense, it's hilarious, but it's also yeah. just like, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that, you know, or you something like it. that. Exactly. But it's just, and, and it, it is true. Like their perspective on things, mm-hmm. it makes total sense or it is common sense, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't think of it. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you think of that? You know? I also, I also just love that uh, the license that you get with becoming a professional stand-up comedian is the shit that you can talk about in a, in a humorous fashion. Right. It's my favorite because, you know, you and I could, we're, we're not professional comedians, no. but if we were, I mean, but we're some funny. Of sh- yeah. Oh my God. Some of the shit we, and we've got our with. podcast. So we get to talk about a lot of things. Well, we, we, we do talk about whatever we want. That is true. But it's just funny. Like they were talking this, this Greg Fitzsimmons, who I absolutely love. He has this new podcast called the Sunday papers where he and his best friend, read the paper quote unquote the paper uh the headlines of all the different like business and sports and whatever and they were talking about how they're tearing all these statues down and you know native americans and stuff like that he's like yeah we should we we should let the native americans put statues up for sure you know we should let them put them up it's like well they're knowing them they probably just take them back anyway and his friend it it took him two beats to figure out that he was being a joke, <laughs> that he was joking. And finally he goes, that was really good. <laughs> like, it was like, it took him just a minute. Yeah. And he's like, I, 
<laughs> Whenever someone longer. burns me like really good, I, I have like mad respect for them. I'm just like, you oh, know yeah. what? I'm like, that was excellent. I because it takes a lot, a lot, a lot to burn me. <laughs> like or to even get take you off guard for a minute and go, wow, that was so good. But I, to burn I, me and to catch me and and to the point where it's just like because it's hard to best me. It is it really is. hard. So yes. when they do it, I'm like, I applaud you. I really <laughs> applaud you. Well, that reminds me. Um, so In fact, you- I get a little aroused. <laughs> So uh, you recall uh, when I had my birthday and Daryl gave me that truly heinous card oh as a joke, which it was, it was just, no. it was so dumb you can't and even bad joke about that. Like, the, no. Ugh. So we went to, like I told you, we went to Napa for his birthday and we, we went to a nice restaurant and we went to a hotel just to stay the night. So when we were in the hotel, just chilling out before the, the, the dinner, we had ordered some wine and we were just sitting there on the balcony talking. And I said, Oh, I do have your birthday card. He goes, Oh, you do? And I go, yeah. So I gave him his birthday card. Cause I had to get him back. I had okay. to get him back. So unfortunately I wish you could have been there. I literally was thinking, I'm like, God, I wish Paula was here. She should have videoed it. I thought about it. So he opens up the card and it's a happy birthday, grandpa. (laughs) He laughed so hard that he started crying and he (laughs) high fived me. (laughs) He high fived me. He goes, that's really fucking good. I had, he goes, and you know what I hate is I didn't see it coming. I didn't even see it coming. It was great. And like, we cherish you, grandpa. (laughs) It was like, oh my God. Happy birthday. Thank you for teaching us so much. Sometimes I'll get cards that have nothing to do with the occasion. Oh, I almost got him a sympathy card. Yeah, I've done, you know, I've done that for birthdays. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those are, those are the best to me. <laughs> and I did have one and I'm like, you know what? He's going to see this coming, but he won't see the grandpa card coming. I yeah. knew he wouldn't. He wasn't even thinking about it. But anyway. Okay. So Huggling Awkward Moments, I'm doing Family Vacation Edition. <laughs> Back in the 80s, our family went on a road trip. Dad had one job to book the hotel room. (laughs) He forgot. And we wound up staying in an all-night drive-in theater. What? I was five, and I woke up to the little whorehouse in Texas. (laughs) This may explain my love for Dolly Parton. My mother never spoke to my dad again for the rest of the trip. (laughs) Wow. They couldn't find a place? It was the 80s. You would need a damn phone book. I mean, it's like... It's not like it is now where you can get on your phone and just make a quick reservation. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, couldn't you just drive around? Because they had those no vacancy signs. Yeah. Well, they probably did. <clears throat> you know what? They were probably vacationing just around the same time everybody else was. And exactly. In, a, in like a tourist town and there was no vacancy. And they're doing a road trip and you have probably, you probably need a hotel for two or three nights. And of course, what if they were going to Disneyland or something? You know, oh, I mean, who knows? God. There's nothing. There's so. nothing worse than being stuck in a car with your children and your spouse and having to spend the <sighs> night. Can you imagine at an all night drive-in? I, I would have insisted that. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't care how far you have to drive or where you have to go. I will sleep in a bed this evening and I will take nothing less. Exactly. I don't care if you have to pay a resident of this town <laughs> to give us their spare bedroom. 
I can just, but you know, and the thing that it's really imperative to note that it was in the 80s when there were pay phones and phone books and there was no phone that you could just whip out of your purse. You had to locate a pay phone, have 50 cents and a phone book that hadn't been ripped out of the phone booth in the in a town you do not know and hope to God you can find a motel at anything and he probably couldn't. And there you go. And, and dad's dad decided we were going to the drive-ins. And that's where Paula, I can't even imagine how angry and seething I would be. Like I'd be out of my mind. It just goes to show whether it's the eighties or today, <laughs> men are dumb. Some things don't change. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the mind has not, you know, evolved enough. <laughs> it's to- funny when you think about how technology has really improved men's lives. Because this kind of shit saves their ass, if you think about it. Only if there's vacancy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Okay, here's another one. And this one just, I feel like I have endured this in some form or fashion as a child, but I I can't really recall. Maybe I've blocked it out. It said, our family was coming back to our hotel after a whole day at the beach. We were hot, sweaty, sandy, and sunburned. And I've been there. Uh, We got stuck in an elevator with eight other hot, sweaty, sandy, sunburned people for 45 minutes. It was smelly, humid, and it sucked. I'm already having a panic attack. Victor would have to like, like he would have to call call me or pull me back off the ledge, even though there's no ledge. Like, I'd be like, I can't breathe in here. I would be so the hot I would air. be prying the doors open with my pocket knife. I mean, I'd be like, please. I'd be like, someone climb through the fret, open the ceiling, and get I'd some be air poking air. that thing open. I'm like, isn't there a square thing at the top? Open it. I can't breathe. Yeah, Victor, stand still. I'm getting on your shoulders. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I've got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Olivia, stand on my shoulders. Minutes. Mom, I don't want to. <laughs> Do it. Hot, <laughs> sandy, sweaty, smelly. Ugh. I'm like, sir, you touch me one more time with your body, I will stab you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a shirt you can put on? I'm burned. I don't care. I'm going to ask you nicely once. (laughs) I don't know why you're still glistening. It's not that hot in here. We're all nervous. But please. You know what? I can't. I can't even imagine how horrifying. That 45 minutes must have felt like years. Can you please... Can you please have your teenage son stand on the other side of the elevator? The smells alone would make and me vomit. And buy him a new pair of Teva sandals because... The wet, the wet towels, the wet trunks. That the, rubber sole ugh. needs to be like thrown into a, a, a wasteland. And you know, the thing is too, and especially with uh, men where they're wearing wet trunks because they were swimming with their children and then and, they're trying to dry and they didn't and, like, shower that day. flip flops and... That gross smell that comes off of unclean clothing. Well, and especially been... like if you were at the beach, like the, the like salt water or something, everything uh-huh. smells like beet and... Oh, Paula, it's just terrible. Oh, and there's always people. one kid, you know, there's always one And you know, everybody's child. not fit and skinny. So no I mean, one is in shape. <laughs> these aren't, these aren't marathon runners that you're stuck with. No. Mm-hmm. Like, these are Lilo and Stitch tours. Can you please not rub your back knee on my body? <laughs> I'd look at Victor. I'd be like, Victor, I'm really, geez, I'll trade you spots. You're damn right. You will. You're in the like, army. You're in the army. You're used to this. I don't touch things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Olivia's yeah. like, Mom! I'm like, it's fine, baby. We'll be all right. <laughs> like, just turn your back. Just, turn just, your back. Just, just stay close to me. Don't look at anybody. Uh, you know what I would do is I would be near the buttons, hoping that some air would be pushing through the button spaces. <laughs> Anything. Any kind of screw. I'd be in the crack of the door, pressing my lips through. I'd be like, 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Here, honey, I'd get be some like, air. shut up, everyone. <laughs> it's like, get some air. Hold on, let me wipe it down with my t-shirt. <laughs> and then you know when it, when things like that happen, at some point someone's got to crack a stupid joke, you know, and, or someone would fart, and I'd be like, who did that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> It would be the worst. It would be the worst. And then you finally get out and you're like, I don't want anyone to talk to me for the rest of the evening. I have a nervous stomach. I don't care. Don't. I'll tear it out and I'll eat it. And you know, one of your kids, they'd be like, mom. You're like, don't. No. I don't even want to know. Whatever it is, it's a no. Does it look like there's anywhere to go in here? mom i'm hungry i'm like are you are you okay well what would you like me to do here's a spoon so you can eat my ass i'm just kidding (laughs) god (laughs) yeah that would be hell oh my god (laughs) i would feel dizzy i'd be like i feel faint i I think i'm gonna pass out i feel faint did we come in here deliberately (laughs) oh my god actually at some point i know me i turned to daryl be like so this is what your money buys you so next time when I say let's upgrade, maybe you'll listen. Maybe you'll listen, and this is it. This is what it. What if you were stuck in the middle? No, God, <gasps> mm, no, never would happen. I would just stick my head towards the ceiling and like make like you know like my lips in like a tube, and I would just like try and breathe the air like I had a snorkel. I mean, at some point you think, okay, this will just be like a minute, and then they'll they'll fix it. And then when that doesn't happen, when it's starting to tick and you're at like 15 minutes, you're like, okay, someone open that ceiling, get some air in here, please, anything. I mean, we need the air. We need the air. Someone get on the phone. (laughs) I'd probably start fanning something with something. God, could you imagine mom? (laughs) Her hair would become flat. (laughs) Well, she would start to wilt. She'd take something and she'd start fanning it in her face. And we'd be like, mom, you're just literally circulating. She's like, she's like, there is an I can't, there is an odor in here and I just can't. No, she would take one of the wet towels and put it on her mouth. (laughs) Like it was a fire. Like on her nose. Yeah, like breathe. (laughs) Like there's smoke. (laughs) Yeah, that would be her. And then the other one, the final one, which this never happened to us, but it made me laugh because it thought about, because, you know, we have cousins that we had so much fun playing with uh, when we were kids, of course. And they were, we called them the city, we saw, we called them the country mice. (laughs) And we were the city mice. Oh yeah, because they lived in Lodi. Because they lived (laughs) and so uh this one says it's very quick it says our whole family got lice from those cousins (gasps) everyone cried during their olive oil shampoo (laughs) olive oil really is that what they did i think it's i mean they must i know that doesn't work now i'm sure they're Maybe that was an old school way of trying maybe. to. Well, maybe it eliminate. drowned them. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, I laughed. I was like, oh, God, those kids. We had to use the Ridex with our kids in that yeah. tiny little comb. Yeah. I, one of my kids had lice once. It sucked. Oh, God. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, we didn't her, really know where we got it from either. Well, I don't know. But uh, her friend came over. This was like in seventh grade. Her friend came over and her family had had a bout of lice. And she came over because they said, no, we've been treated. It's been a week, la, la, la. So when she came over, I said, so you were treated? You're good. You're lice free? And she's, she shook her head yes. And I said, okay. Two days later. You didn't look? No, I didn't. Because I was, I had never dealt with it before. Yeah. It was an experience. Well, I you wish just I trusted it. Yeah, I get it. Well, what parent would send their kid over with lice? An idiot. Yeah. So soon enough, Malia had lice and we had to, I mean, I have, I mean, other than fumigating and putting a tent over the house, I have never been so 
insanely hysterical about getting this the house completely rid of any possible i was terrified i was ready to throw furniture away the kid's bedroom looked like a like it was brand new ready for like a a psychiatric (laughs) patient it was so stripped there was nothing in there yeah it was i mean i shampooed the carpets i i I threw away so many stuffed animals. I mean, just, I, I wanted to burn everything. I think Victor shaved his head. Not like entirely, but just down to like, you know, a half an inch or something Well, so like you can that. get to the stuff. Yeah, it was He didn't have it, and I didn't have it either, but I think I still mm-hmm. treated myself just in case. I did. Um, yeah, I treated, I treated all of but us. But the kids definitely had it. Like, we, yeah. we took like uh, microscopic pictures of Olivia's hair, <laughs> and then we looked, and then yeah. we zoomed them in, and we could see like the little eggs, and we saw oh, a bug, and I'm God. like, ah! It was so That's gross. That's a nightmare. Yeah, it was horrifying. I mean, look, lice is a part of childhood. It happens. It just is. Yeah. But it, I remember when I was in um, fifth or sixth grade and Norman Barbosa got diagnosed with lice. <laughs> and he was the only kid, the only kid in our class that had it. He was mortified because he got called into the office and he never came back. And the teacher goes, well, Norman has lice. What a horrible teacher. <laughs> This was the 70s. Nobody gave a shit about kids back then. And so we're like, oh, you know, and he was gone for like a week. Well, was, yeah, they just didn't treat it. You know, they just had to treat everything. So he didn't come back. But even if and you then, treat it, I mean, I think back then they had they had a longer quarantine period, you know, they did. And not only that, but I mean, we all had to be checked daily by the nurse. Well, I remember sure going through it. That's so bizarre that they used to have like annual lice checks or a semi-annual lice oh. checks. I'm like, what? You think yep. you're going to catch it like, you know, every six months? <laughs> it's, just like, yeah. it's so random. I know. <laughs> I know. Things were weird back then. So, yeah, luckily we never got lice. So, we uh, no, yeah, we never did. <laughs> no, we just got crabs. <laughs> God, where? Dad got crabs. Oh, right, that's right. From a porta potty. Mom said, Lying. even till this Dad day, got crabs from some whore, and gave them to mom, and then mom gave them to us. But where did we get them? From our mother. Where on our bodies? Well, I mean, she was breastfeeding. I can only assume that's how. So we got them what, in our hair, or I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just know that we were babies and we were treated for crap. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like I know we didn't get them in our pubic area, so I was just trying to figure out where on our no. body we had crabs. On our heads, we had them in. That's like, what in I was asking. And, yeah, I mean we were babies. I don't know. I don't know if you did. I think it was me and. Stephanie. Well, I don't think I was born, so you weren't. You weren't. I think you know, if you ask her to this them. day, well, one, I doubt she'd remember, but two, she would say he got it from a porta potty. I'm like, yes, that's how you get crabs, mom. <laughs> Just like you get VD from toilet seats, Paula. You can get pregnant from a toilet seat in the public public gas station. Come on. Yeah, because guys jerk off on toilet seats and then you immediately go. <laughs> yeah, because one, you know, a women's and a men's bathroom are, you know, the same. Yeah. And, and two, then you immediately sit down and, and sit squiggle. there and then you squiggle your vagina all over the toilet seat. <laughs> Just in case. That's so. <laughs> Gotta really get it in there. That's, yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, well, that's all I have for today. Yeah, I think that's plenty. Thanks, everybody, for joining us and. Welcome us back with open arms. We will be back on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Try and stay positive. Be sure to check out our links on our website, uglytruth.com. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.